You're listening to episode number 100 of the Self-Care Sunday podcast, a minimalist media project by Kaylee Reed. New episodes are released only on Self-Care Sundays, and today's episode, we're sharing 100 Lessons Learned, part one in self-care. Welcome to the 100th episode of the Self-Care Sunday podcast. If you're new here, this is a show all about mental health, entrepreneurship, social media, and of course, self-care. Primarily how all of these things intersect and affect us as women in the digital age. I do solo episodes sharing kind of my insights and advice and lessons learned around all of these topics, as well as interviewing different guests who I admire or am inspired by, everybody from tech founders to celebrity makeup artists, influencers, fashion designers, and everything in between. To celebrate 100 episodes, I wanted to share 100 lessons learned over the past few years of podcasting, and just from my life in general, I don't think I am perfect or have it all figured out by any means, but I've definitely grown a lot since the beginning of not only this show, but since my early 20s, and if you've followed me since that time, you hopefully can see my journey from the outside looking in, but from my own perspective, uh, you know, there's so many things that I've learned in business, in myself, in mental health, in relationships and friendships, and I am now at the old age of 27 and have become ever so wise that I wanted to share some of these learnings and essentially pieces of advice with you guys, my listeners, in hopes that it will help you reflect on where you're at in your own journey and maybe you can take some of these pieces and implement it into your own self-care routines or pull from it what you will. So today is part one of three, sharing 33 lessons learned in my self-care journey, and this section is going to be relating to mental health, relationship with self, and all things having to do with self-reflection, mindfulness, and self-care. So let's get into it. Number one. You might not have a bad skincare routine, you might just be stressed, anxious, or depressed. I struggled with hormonal acne for years and tried literally every serum, cream, treatment on the planet. I cut out dairy, I did anything that I could in order to get my skin looking better, and the biggest difference I saw in my skin was when I was genuinely happy versus stressed. And anytime now that I get super stressed with work or with relationships, my skin breaks out. So take care of your mental health to take care of your skin. A great skincare routine starts with self-care. Number two, if you make a decision, there's no use in dwelling on it after it's been made. If it's a big deal, you probably spent enough time dwelling on it for hours or days before actually making the decision, so now that it's made, you can move on to the next thing. By continuing to stress after the fact, you're putting yourself through the pain twice. It's unnecessary. Move on. Number three. 
falling asleep to Harry Styles' voice is a beautiful thing. I highly recommend downloading Calm for their sleep stories, but if you don't, beyond that, just creating some sort of sleep schedule and sleep routine, something to wind you down before bed every night and to really wash away the anxiety or the stress from the day can be so important. Sleep is one of the main things that impacts our mental health, and making sure that you have a good sleep is self-care. Number four, hobbies are important. As we grow older, our schedules get busier and busier with work and adult life, and hobbies are often one of the first things to go. We stop prioritizing our interests and start prioritizing things that make us money and are about to make us successful. Yet hobbies are one of my favorite pieces of self-care and I highly recommend you to reinvest in your hobbies and to take time to do the things that really interest you and that you enjoy that have zero money strings attached. For those of us who are entrepreneurs or side hustle people, start hobbies that are not attached to your business and that don't have an ROI in mind. Number five. Writing is good for your soul. Even if you're not a writer, taking something as simple as five minutes a day to write three things you're grateful for can slowly but surely change your entire mindset. You'll become primed to look for things to be grateful for in your everyday, which has been proven in studies to improve your overall health. And if you're creative like me, Writing something like fanfic or writing for fun can be another really great hobby or avenue for self-care that sparks your creativity and adds to your overall fulfillment. Number six, you're not too old for something. You're not quote-unquote too old for One Direction or Shrek or Spongebob or TikTok or whatever it is. You're not too old to play video games. You're not too old to watch anime. You're not too old to fangirl and obsess over your favorite celebrities. There's nothing wrong with indulging in your favorite shows or artists from when you were younger. There's a comfort in it, and it's okay. Number seven, don't just do your skincare routine, enjoy it. Invest in good products that smell good or that make you feel good. Take time with what you're doing. Make it a ritual. Don't rush it. We rush so many parts of our day from brushing our teeth to making our coffee that you probably don't even consciously think about these things when you do them just because they're habits, they're part of your routine. But skincare can be such a great part of your self-care and being really mindful about every step and really enjoying the process it's a great practice to being mindful in general, really paying attention to the little things that you're doing, whether it is brushing your teeth or making a cup of coffee, you know, being intentional about these things and not just doing them and going through the motions, but being really mindful in the moment. Number eight, force yourself to do something you know is good for you for 10 to 20 minutes a day. Break new habits in for yourself. Do yourself a favor. Don't just get stuck in the same old routines, toxic habits that you know you should quit. Whether it's a daily meditation or 10 minutes of cleaning your space, or maybe it's spending 20 minutes in the morning to actually get ready even though you're working from home all day. 
whatever this new routine is, know that it's totally possible to start breaking in new habits at any point in your life. It's just a matter of being consistent with it. Visualize what you want your everyday to look like, what happiness or a successful version of yourself is, and then start implementing those habits in small steps to get there. Number nine, there is no use in feeling guilty for spending money at Starbucks or on takeout. And look, I believe that saving your money is self-care, that financial well-being plays a huge role in your overall mental health. But if the little things like a Starbucks latte or ordering skip the dishes are A, going to make you happier, or B, going to make your life easier, if you've already made that decision to make that purchase, enjoy it. If you're spending too much money, alter your habits, but what's the point of feeling bad about something that you love and something that has already been done? This goes back to number two, if you make a decision, there's no use in dwelling on it. If you're going to spend that money and you've made that decision, you may as well enjoy the latte versus overthinking on how you shouldn't have spent that money. Number 10, drinking alcohol is not as satisfying nor exciting as it used to be. I used to love going out with my friends or having a glass of wine, and you know, I still do, but I stopped buying alcohol or wine to just have at the house over the past couple of months and been kind of forcing myself to just drink water instead of a beer or a wine before bed. And I think being locked at home and in this pandemic, uh, drinking has kind of soothed some of those pains over the past few months. And when I just stopped making the decision to buy alcohol, I realized I really didn't miss it. I'm saving money, I feel clearer in the morning, and it's overall healthier. And I feel like this is actually a really big progress step for me. It maybe doesn't seem like that, but in my early 20s, like in university and kind of coming out of that, I used to love going out and I really realized that my decision to drink alcohol was oftentimes from, I don't want to say a place of insecurity, but I think a place of wanting to feel more excitement or wanting to kind of escape from my current reality or my current mental state. And so to now in my later 20s, be totally satisfied and okay with not making alcohol a regular part of my life, I feel like I've come a long way. Number 11, purge stuff frequently. Check makeup expiry dates, sell or donate clothes that you don't wear. If you don't love it, why do you have it? feel like it's so easy to accumulate stuff, to become attached to things and be nostalgic over material items when in reality, if you're not wearing it or using it or if it doesn't really bring you a ton of joy and if it's just taking up space in your life and in your house, why do you need it? Somebody else might put it to better use. You might be able to make some money off of it or just get rid of it completely, and decluttering your space can really help declutter your mind as well. Number 12, 
treasure the pets, people, and things already in your life. I think this one came up more for me during the pandemic and quarantine. Uh, my dog is getting really old now, and every time I visit him, I think, oh my gosh, is this the last time I'm going to see him? And I think not being able to see loved ones or close friends all of the time, the same way that we did pre-lockdown, has really just emphasized this in my mind that we need to be super mindful when we spend time with people in our lives, when we hang out with our pets or cuddle them, you know, these moments are often fleeting, but things that we should really not take for granted. This also leads me to think of this quote, which is something like, remember when what you have now is what you wanted? I feel like we're always yearning for more and it's super important to just be mindful and thankful for the quote-unquote now. Living in the present and not living in the past or the future, but appreciating the things that you have right in front of you. Number 13, light more candles. This is a simple one. I have become kind of obsessed with candles in the past month or so, and I feel like I always used to get these really nice smelling candles or pretty or cute candles and save them. I didn't want to burn them because I thought they were too nice. And now I'm like, what's the point? You know, we're in 2020. If the world ends tomorrow, I would be sad that I didn't get to use these candles. So my advice, when you're watching TV in bed or when you're writing or about to have dinner, candles make everything feel cozier and nicer and you should just light them. Number 14, being a fangirl is not a bad thing. You guys know that during quarantine, I kind of rekindled my love for Gilmore Girls. I feel like I stepped back into fandom communities like One Direction and being on TikTok. There are so many niches and other fangirls creating amazing content, whether it's Draco Talk or Gilmore Girls or One Direction. And this in and fandoms typically are dismissed and looked down upon as frivolous or not important, but they can actually be a huge part of your hobbies and your interests. And so me and Natalie actually talked about this in episode number 99. If you haven't listened yet, it's honestly one of my favorite self-care Sunday episodes to date. I could honestly talk about this specific point for probably an hour, but it all kind of boils down to doing things that make you happy and exercising your creativity in ways that you might not otherwise. And so for me, it's writing fanfic. And I used to feel so embarrassed to say that, but I feel like my perspective has really changed and shifted over the past couple of months because of things like Draco Talk becoming so popular and really normalizing creativity in fandoms. Now, the last point I'll make on being a fangirl is that beyond self-care, being in fandoms has really helped build my creative skill set as well as my network to a point where I really look back at my digital presence and my life as a citizen of the internet. And it all kind of comes back down to One Direction, Tumblr, 
coding, writing, and these skills that have ended up being really transferable throughout my career and have helped me in a way build my career. And so while this episode isn't particularly about business, I do in a way have to credit my love for One Direction as a stepping stone getting me to where I am now. Number 15, mental health recovery is possible. If you're in the lowest of lows, I know it's nearly impossible to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And trust me, I've been there. My early 20s were not a pretty sight. And although I was really good at kind of hiding it from the rest of the world and being a quote-unquote high-functioning person with mental illness, I truly didn't really know what it was like to wake up in the morning and not feel anxious or stressed or depressed. And I remember feeling that way and it being so normal to me. Like, that was my normal. I didn't know what quote-unquote normal was. And so looking back now and seeing the growth over the past few years, it just really makes me want to reassure to you if you are struggling right now that there really is so much hope and room for growth and that it can and does get better number 16 don't take advice from people whose opinion you don't value or people who haven't been where you're going The person with the faceless Instagram profile who commented something rude, forget it, not worth your time. Or advice from a friend who maybe really value their input, but they haven't been on the same journey as you and they're not in the place that you want to end up. I think taking each piece of advice with a grain of salt in terms of where you're going and recognizing where the information that you're consuming, these tips, lessons, advice are coming from. Just remember that it's easier to dish these things out when you're not the one personally affected. And so if you're dealing with criticism or comments or hate or even a difficult decision that you've asked your friends or mentors for advice on, Take each of those pieces and really ruminate on where that advice is coming from and the path that has led that person to share these things with you in that way. Number 17, if you don't know where you're going, there's no wrong path to take. Life is an adventure and it's totally okay to not know your destination as long as you enjoy the ride. It's easy to get caught up on this idea of reaching quote-unquote success and when you hit that milestone, then you'll be happy and if you could only just get there versus really focusing again on where you're at in the moment, the little moments along the way, the little milestones, the little wins, and taking it all in because life happens day by day. It doesn't happen in the big milestones and it doesn't start happening when you become successful. Your life is happening now, so you may as well enjoy it. Number 18, a 
a simple one. Drink one glass of water for every glass of something else that you have and also beyond that, but this rule really helped me when I noticed that I was becoming dehydrated and how that affected my sleep and other areas of my life. So let's say you start your day with a cup of coffee. Make it a coffee and a full glass of water. If you're having a glass of wine with dinner, have a glass of wine and a glass of water. I find it really easy to implement this system in terms of adding a glass of water for every other beverage because as much as I know I'm supposed to drink a lot of water, sometimes I just forget throughout the day to have a glass of water by itself. So this is a great little stepping stone if you need some help becoming hydrated. Number 19, the less time you can spend on social media, the better. Honestly, coming from someone who works in this space, it does become unhealthy and I've noticed my self-confidence often does take a hit after spending hours scrolling through people's highlight reels or scrolling through TikToks and realizing that I've just wasted part of my day. And then this guilt sets in of, oh, I should have been doing all these other things instead of spending my time on social media. And why does their life look great? And they're so pretty. And now I feel bad about myself. And it's really a bit of a toxic cycle. So I'm trying and still working on this one for sure, especially because spending time on TikTok is a big part of my job going into 2021. But if there's something that I have learned, it's to really remove and disconnect when you don't need to be on social media. Number 20. It's okay if something isn't your thing. As an adult, you don't have to try and pretend or force yourself to like something if you're not into it. Whether it's a trending show like Game of Thrones, which I could never get into and I felt weird and bad for not liking it, or maybe it's a book or a type of food. If you've tried it and you don't like it, why would you force yourself to finish it? Don't waste your time on a bad book or a bad series or something that you just don't enjoy just because you've started it and you feel like you should finish it. I don't know if your mind does this too, but it's like a weird perfectionist thing where I'm like, no, I need to get it done because I've started it and it would be bad if I didn't actually finish it. And it's like, no, why are we spending time doing things that we don't actually enjoy. Let's leave this idea that you need to finish a bad book in 2020. Number 21, on the flip side, stop being embarrassed for the things that you do like. So if you're secretly a nerd about something or a fan of an unpopular artist or show, own it. Like, I've really started embracing this whole Gilmore Girls thing, which at first I was like, okay, Haley, it's a little bit cringe, it's a little bit much, is it embarrassing? I don't know. And the more I embrace it, the more people are like, oh my god, I love Gilmore Girls too, I love your Gilmore Girls content. And I'm like, oh, this is actually something that I can share with other people and I don't need to be embarrassed about liking something that is maybe not super popular right now or that you think maybe makes you a bit of a nerd. Like, let's get rid of this idea that liking things that are not popular in the moment or that aren't super mainstream right now is a bad thing. 
That being said, I know Gilmore Girls is still a super popular show and I'm, not, and I'm not saying that in a way of like, oh, Gilmore Girls is so obscure. I'm just saying like, it's something that I don't see a lot of people talking about or making content on. And so that's why I felt so kind of like embarrassed and shy about it when I first did started doing those things. But you just gotta own it. And that leads into 22, which is confidence can completely alter how other people perceive you. And it's the difference between being weird and being interesting, being nerdy and being quirky. And personally, I don't really think there's anything wrong with being quote-unquote weird or having nerdy hobbies, but confidence definitely opens more doors for you, and it's generally perceived as making you more attractive and will net you more relationships. So beyond just seeming like a more interesting person and probably having more interesting interactions with people because you're actually putting yourself out there as a confident person, it can also benefit your relationships, your friendships, and even your job opportunities. Don't be afraid to be confident, even in the things that you think are weird or make you nerdy. Number 23, you're allowed to celebrate your wins. Yes, even the little ones, and especially along the journey, not just at the end. This is definitely something I need a reminder on. I'm personally guilty of waiting until everything is set in stone or super duper confirmed, eyes dotted, T's crossed, waiting until the very last moment when I can finally call something a success. And still sometimes not even celebrating then, Almost like I'm holding my breath, anticipating something to go wrong, and not wanting to jinx it by enjoying the fact that this thing is happening versus celebrating along the way. Celebrating the fact that you're even at the place that you are compared to a few years ago, which it's pretty cool. Number 24, you don't need eyelash extensions to be pretty. You don't need to spend $100 every two weeks to be pretty. You just don't. I'm sorry. I used to feel this way. I used to love getting my lash extensions. And then when quarantine hit and I had to face having little bald eyeballs with no caterpillars on them, I immediately felt a little bit insecure and then I really started to embrace this more natural look and even learned how to apply fake eyelashes and honestly I am so happy that I did because I'm saving probably hundreds of dollars every year now and my confidence has somehow gone up. This plays into a way larger conversation on how materialistic beauty standards have become and how you really do need to spend a lot of money to keep up with trends when it comes to beauty standards. So this is your reminder. If you've been thinking about it or if this has been on your mind lately or if you've felt insecure, you don't need it. Number 25, sit up straight, take a deep breath, relax your shoulders, do this frequently and throughout the day. This is something that I'm literally doing right now as I'm recording because I've been sitting here for a while. Buy a laptop stand so you're not constantly hunched over your computer for work. Honestly, it makes the world of a difference. Number 26. 
There is no shame in taking medication for mental illness, whether it's anxiety, depression, ADHD, or any other mental health issue. There is no shame in going to therapy or reaching out to get help when you're struggling, and I think we really need to normalize that. It is not a weakness to do these things or to reach out for help. In fact, I would say it's a strength because having been in that position, I know when you're struggling, the last thing you want to do is get help for yourself. I know how hard that is. And so let's normalize talking about these things and accepting them and encouraging them. Number 27, have open and honest conversations when you're not doing well. Whether it's on social media to your followers or more intimately with your friends or family, the more that you keep to yourself and bottle up, the worse that it gets. And you're likely to be surprised by how supportive and understanding other people are because, number 28, none of us are alone in our experiences. And none of us are really that special. And I know that sounds bad, but I remember when I was in the depths of my depression and I felt like no one understood the struggle and the internal pain and anguish that I had. And in a way, I felt special for being that sick. It's really twisted. But in reality, a lot of our human experiences are shared, whether it's the good or the bad, the accomplishments or the trauma. Don't be afraid to share yours with others. Number 29, sometimes when everything feels complicated, it really isn't. Break it down to a fifth grade level. Pretend you're explaining whatever issue you're facing to a 10-year-old. And sometimes a clearer path will emerge. Number 30, it never hurts to read more. If you're ever bored and you're like, I have nothing to do in this pandemic, you should read Pick up a history book, fiction, nonfiction, business, autobiography, whatever suits your fancy. And maybe you don't like reading or you can't keep your attention that long. I know with things like TikTok, I have a really hard time focusing on something like a book for a long time. But what I do love is audiobooks and podcasts, and those are great alternatives. Books hold information that we can either learn from, become inspired by, or that draw out self-awareness and self-reflection. So, read. Number 31, take yourself on dates. Or during a pandemic, treat yourself as if you were dating. I put off doing cute things, watching scary movies, going to the movie theater, and buying nice dinners because I didn't have someone to do that with, at least a significant other. And then I started doing these things with my friends, and I would joke that I was basically in a relationship with my best friends because we did these things together. I even started just doing these things for myself and realized there's nothing holding you back from treating yourself with respect and kindness and really showing yourself a lot of love. And honestly, you deserve it. So do those cute things for yourself. We don't need a man. Number 32, go on more walks. Try daily if possible. 
walking is a the easiest exercise and b a great way to clear your mind when you're stressed and yes even in the winter bundle up and treat yourself to a hot chocolate when you get back inside I personally love doing this if I'm having a super busy day or if my mind is just really clogged with things, going for a walk, being out in nature. I know it sounds so cliche, but it's so good for your body and for your soul. And the final one for this episode, part one, is number 33. Recognize that most people don't actually think about you nearly as much as you think about yourself. That maybe sounds bad, but what I mean is that we overanalyze our flaws and are usually way more self-conscious about the way that we move in this world than how we're actually perceived. So do what you want. Don't let what other people think hold you back. Stop worrying about the external perspective because truthfully, they usually are not thinking about you. Everybody is self-absorbed in their own little worlds and there's nothing really wrong with that. But because of that, usually people are worrying too much about themselves than to worry about you. And after all, we are but a speck in the universe and that thought comforts me sometimes. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Self-Care Sunday. If you're not already subscribed on Apple Podcasts, hitting that subscribe button and leaving a five-star review helps the podcast get discovered by other people. It's the easiest way to support the show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Until next time, happy Self-Care Sunday, everyone. Mm-hmm.